You are tuned in to the Chaos Cast, hosted by two jerks and a dork, where we blitz on every down, seeking to get ejected for targeting while stiff-arming your trash fantasy football team, your only place for chaos fantasy shenanigans. I'm your host, Brad Kreger, alongside Levi Basham and John Spears. In this episode, Black Sunday rips up the commissioner into tiny little pieces. Levi breaks down another god-awful week of waiver wire pickups. We make our picks for week eight. We have a special mid-season review segment. And Derek gets his 15 minutes of fame. And fair enough, to the victor go the spoils. Let's get into it. All right, let's jump into the matchups from last week. Uh, Purple Bleeders uh, kill the It's What Plants Craves three-win streak and begins uh, what starts uh, what looks like a, a run for the Bleeders with two wins in a row. Coach Frick uh, appearing on Kentucky Living must have lit a fire underneath the Bleeders because they, they're on a roll right now. Bleeders stars Herbert and Mixon had a good performance as usual, but it, they also had – some uh, good performances from less consistent players, uh, MVS and Jerry Judy. And uh, so it was a pretty good day. Almost, they almost cracked 200. Um, that's kind of what you wanted, but it, it was enough to win. Uh, it's what plants crave only scored 173. They had a single digit day from Leonard Fournette and a goose egg from uh, Romeo Dobbs. So it's, it's just, you can't win when that happens. And it's a good win. Uh, for the Bleeders, they jumped to seventh, and they have the same record as it, uh, the All-Stars and Slop Nasty. So another win. They could be at, at the playoffs. Like, they're having a good run, have the momentum. Uh, and it doesn't. it's not going to be a bad loss where it's what plants crave, staying at third. But the win streak's over. The momentum has stopped. they got to find a way to, uh, to get back into it and try to get that buy for the playoffs. Next, we have uh, Slop Nasty versus Scoop Troops. Scoop Troops proves uh, they proved the whole podcast wrong, well, which isn't hard with our pick records. But uh, uh, Scoop Troop wins with a, a poor Lamar performance, and like, and that's really all that they've won before. This is a new win- way of winning for them, and they pull out that W. Uh, seems more, although it does seem more like uh, Slop Nasty lost the game. Uh, only scoring 173. <coughs> Brees Hall was on their way to having a like a, a fantastic performance, scoring 23, but injuring halfway through the game. And the 49ers D went to the negatives. Like you, you just can't win doing that. And Juju Smith-Schuster on Scoops Troop like <coughs> is kind of like a two-way of, of uh, destroying the uh, slop nasty by scoring 40 points, sending them to the negatives. So it's just it came with uh, uh, just too much to handle for a slop nasty. Although uh, Scoop Troop stays at fifth, but they're now tied with uh, Cleveland Steamers and this what Plants Crave. Another win should them have them move up from the fifth spot. And then uh, Slop Nasty finally loses that sixth spot that they've been all year, and now All Stars are in that that same in the sixth position. Uh, they have the same record as them, but it, it's not looking good for the slops. Looking at the matchup between Joey All-Stars and Fellware of Hope, uh, not much really to say here. It was kind of just your your average outing. 
Both teams put up a decent amount of points with Joey taking the win with 213.8 to 190.68. A little insight into this matchup on when it comes down to selecting your lineup. Whereas I went back and forth wanting to start uh, George Pickens over Michael Gallup. Uh, Even talked to Brad before the matchup, seeing what his thoughts were, and it came down to me playing Gallup over George Pickens, and it ended up costing me the game. So, like, setting your lineups is such an important thing, whereas I made a boneheaded decision, and it looked to be that Joey made really good decisions, and that's what cost costed me the game. Uh, he had some good performances out of his defense, getting 30. Kelsey was Kelsey. Mostert putting up another 30-point game. Uh, this Damian Pierce kid's looking pretty good. Uh, yeah, congrats to Joey on taking down the win. Yeah, well... <clears throat> Now for the real reason that you all showed up to the podcast and that you're actually listening right now. <coughs> the epic matchup of the season, of this young season. There'll still be more of these to come. Black Sunday versus the Cleveland Steamers. And boy, did I call my shot. I got in Rob's face, stared him directly in the eye on the podcast, right next to me in this chair right here in person, and told him what I was going to do to him. I told him he was going to get whooped. Now, he didn't get the whooping of the week, but make no mistake, he got whooped. You know, Rob claimed that he was going to, quote, rip my fantasy team into tiny little pieces, end quote. I also called, in the bigger picture, his epic decline, which... We're all watching here now in real time, looking just like a train wreck in slow motion. What a steaming pile of garbage your team is, Rob. But on the other hand, Black Sunday begins his ascent into an epic comeback that will send a mighty, mighty ripple through the chaos, through the chaos league, through all of yous. Listen. No matchup breakdown needed here this week. You're not going to hear me run down each player and talk. Here's the final score, fellas and lady. 268 to 170. Sit down, Rupert. Black Sunday is now 2-5. Two two and five. Cleveland Steamers dropped to 4-3. and three. But maybe more importantly, I'm 4-1 and one all time versus a league commissioner. And you know what? I got to believe this performance makes me and everyone else think that Rob will never, ever beat Black Sunday again. It's an absolute mismatch on paper and in person. Woo! To be a man, you got to beat the man, brother. Lady and gents, the time you've all been waiting for, for a final matchup for Amanda. Allen wasn't there, Shelly, and Derek Basham again. Sorry, Amanda, but... You got whooped! You, you, you got what? Welcome to the Chaos Fantasy Football League, Coach Shelley. Rookie. Okay? This is a, a rookie move here as I look at the, the matchup. Matt Ryan? You got to do better than that. Uh, James Robinson, who uh, you also played Travis Etienne in the same game. Yeah, but I don't have anybody else on the bench to play. I, I can I can hear that as your response. Uh, 
Yeah, th- this is this is this is depressing, Amanda. I thought you were better. I mean, JD McKissick, point eight. Step it up. Yeah, Brad. Yeah, speaking of which, like something you don't see a three hundred bomb here, uh, the fourth ever. Like, I, I, I have no words here. Like I, you know, fourth whooping of the week. Like I think we can call it for who's getting the most or giving the most. Yeah, jeez, but. And it's the second. Here's where the real competition is: is who's getting the most weapons. And right now, it's you know Amanda with two, John with two. So like, it's that's the race that we oh, need to watch. So I'm gonna be eyeing these. I mean, like, I, I get it, Amanda. You had the bills are on by, but you know, you won't have you won't have that for the next excuse for the next whooping. So we gotta watch out for those. You're always bringing up insignificant stats, Levi. But uh, to Amanda, yeah, uh, I'm going to go to church this week and put you on the prayer list. Just thinking about you. Uh, that was a rough one. Um, well, you know, let's let's back off Derek a little bit here. You know, I mean, talk about luck. I mean, it's 312 points. How often does anyone in the league score <coughs> 300 points four times? He got lucky. All right. I'm not denying the whooping. He gave the whooping. But this is just some anomaly that he whooped her so bad. That I put her on her prayer list, but yeah, let's get off of Derek. You know, quit praising him. I'm, I'm kind of getting tired of it. All right, uh, not a lot this week for Fab, but uh, there were some interesting and possibly questionable acquisitions. <coughs> uh, so Paris Campbell and Daniel Jones are most bid on players this week. Uh, Purple Bleeders gets Campbell for $197, so is a lot for a wide uh, receiver out there, but. Maybe it could work out. Uh, could this be some points chasing for Coach Frick, or does he like the new QB in Indy? Then uh, Purple Bleeders also picked up Daniel Jones for 157. Uh, that's, uh, that's, a, that's a lot for Daniel Jones, but he has been, you know, uh, underrated this year. He's got a lot of rushing yards, but like you got to think he's gonna drop a bit like could this be some fool's gold for the bleeders uh who knows then um the toxicate all-stars picked up cam Akers for 81 dollars with no other bidders i'm not sure what happened there um i sent out some some questions i got some sources back and then sources say that that acres is uh like He's, he's never going to have another carry with L.A., but, like, he could get traded, and I feel like that could be a reason uh, All-Stars got him. And then I've heard also that Coach Hayes uh, picked him up defensively uh, from Slop Nasty since he lost Brees Hall, maybe looking for a running back. But then again, he, he also said that the chemo was making him loopy, so I, I think that's really the only excuse there, like, that makes sense to me. Then uh, – Victoria's Secret picked up uh, Patriots D for $21 after Cleveland Stevens got him for 69 last week, basically lighting that fab on fire. <coughs> That's what I get for saying that he's going to have him for a couple weeks. But it uh, looks like uh, the Purple Bleeders brought out the checkbook this week, bidding a lot of money for just really serviceable players. John, Brad, what are your thoughts this week? <coughs> 
No, I, I, I really, I really like what Lance did here. Um, I'm big on Daniel Jones. I think Lance is kind of in a position, like half the league trying to make moves, and I think Daniel Jones going, going into Week Eight, it looks to be the real deal. Paris Campbell probably a little too much that I would have spent, but you know he's looking for playmakers. You know he's looking for something special to happen. Uh, a couple things that I, I think that happened after the initial waiver, you know I picked up Jahan Dotson for 27 and immediately dropped him for a dollar for Romeo Dubes. That's uh, probably kind of a boneheaded play there. I think, Levi, you picked up Tommy yeah. for a dollar. Yeah, Tony. Yeah, which I feel like that was, a, that was a Joey move, looking maybe potential trade that was coming down the next couple of days after that. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that, how that works out. But, yeah. All right, gentlemen. <clears throat> I have to admit, off the top, this is getting a little tiresome. That I that I'm for, basically the the league is forcing my hand at this point. So let's start with Coach Tinsley, who <coughs> who bids sixty nine dollars the week. Yeah, the yeah, sixty nine dollars the week before on the Patriots defense. Then he gets whooped by me. Drops them, and then Coach Shelley, the rook, picks them up for $21. Now, Bill Belichick may not be thrilled or extremely happy with his team's on-the-field performance, but he sure does like the fab he's raking in from you idiot <coughs> Chaos League managers. And then, last but not least, and Joe, I qualify this next statement by saying I love you, bro. But... This may be the dumbest, most idiotic move of this young season. And there's plenty of time to trump this, and, and I'll be all over it if, if it does. But Cam Akers gets snagged up by the intoxicated All-Stars for a cool $81. Now, that's about $81 too much, Joe. No other bidders? Good luck. Oh, Lance. Lance, Lance, I, I, Joey, I apologize because I, I checked out for a minute and I missed the, the fact that Levi called out that Lance picked up Perry Campbell. Is it Perry? Paris? Paris Campbell. Pete. Penelope Campbell for hundred and And then the other pickup was uh, Daniel Dimes, dropping Dimes Jones for 157 Man, that, Joey, I, I, again, I, I do apologize, but um, Lance, I, I think you're taking the cake here, buddy, for the dumbest, most idiotic move of the season. Congratulations. All right, let's get into this week's picks. And uh, just to recap last week, um, Levi, who was leading the pack, uh, was 1-4 last week and drops to 22-13 and 13 overall. Still a very good record. Uh, myself, I go 3-2 and two and rise to 15-20. and 20. And John, 1-4, is at 12-23 and 23 on the season. So... Let's get right into it. So we've got first matchup on the docket is Black Sunday at two and five versus Scoops Troop sitting at 
four and three. Jason is one and I'm sorry, five and one all time versus me. Thursday was not good for you, Jason. It's time for me to step up and beat you and be two and five, just like matching my record. Give me myself. Yeah, I think uh, I think Black Sunday's gonna win one more week. Just because uh, we that Thursday night game was horrible for the scoop shoot. Um, but we'll see how it works out. Yeah, I'll go Black Sunday here again. Jason had a couple dudes played like poop. Uh, usually spells disaster come Sunday. All right. Good picks, gentlemen. All right, so next matchup, we've got Victoria's Secret at 5-2, and two, sitting in second place, taking on the Intoxicated All-Stars, 3-4. and four. Joey is 3-4 and four all-time versus the Randos. Looking at the matchup here, bottom line, Mostert and Foreman are turds. Give me Amanda. I'm going to take the All-Stars. I made a mistake last week with them. They, they proved, proved me wrong here. So, uh, <coughs> I think matchup's a little better. Yeah, I think Victoria Secrets uh, writes the ship. A uh, little potential whooper of the week alert. This could be it. Calling a shot. I like it. All right. Next up, we have Farewell to Hope, 1-6, and six versus It's What Plants Crave, at four and three, John is four and one all time versus Levi. But this season has not gone John's way. Can he keep losing? Is he going to lose again? I'm betting against it. Give me John. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I have to go with myself by default. I'm, I'm done picking John. Fair enough. Yeah, me too, Levi. Uh, yeah, give me. Me, and uh, this will be uh, the second alert for Whooping of the Week. I like my matchups. All right. All right, next up, the Houdinis, sitting alone in first place at 6-1, and one, taking on the Cleveland Steamers, <coughs> a prima donna-like 4-3 and three record. Derek's 3-2 and two all-time versus Rob. Rob looking to even the score there. But can Derek keep dropping bombs week in and week out? I don't think so. Give me Rob here. I'm, I'm just going to keep going with the Houdinis. They've been winning. I uh, don't see that stopping this week. It's pretty boring, Levi. Um, I'll, ta- I'll take Derek. Uh, but he, <laughs> he, he's going to squeak by this one, though. Uh, you're front runner. All right. And finally, we have the Purple Bleeders. Sitting at two and five, taking on the three and four slop nasties. Lance is two and three, two and three all time versus Jeff. Looking at the matchup here, the slops are all in with Dallas this week with three players. I think Dallas has a good game. Give me Jeff. Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, slops as well. I just think their matchup's a little better. Uh, Dallas is a good matchup. Miami has a good matchup. I th- I think they're going to pull it out. It's the IBEW Union Brother Bowl. All right. Uh, battle of best friends. Will their friendship survive it? Probably. Lance is pretty forgiving. Uh, I'll take the Purple Bleeders here. Come on, Lance. You can do it. All right. 
So last week we have the commissioner on the podcast and uh, we had hoped to have the Houdinis in this week, our, uh, the team sitting up in first place, but uh, he fell under the weather a little bit. So we've got a mid-season review to, to go through and take a look at. I'm going to start, uh, and speaking of the Houdinis, it just, it just simply cannot be overlooked or, or overstated. Uh, his dominance through the first half of the season. I mean, sitting at 6-1, and one, giving out four whoopings of the week. Uh, and then on top of that, one of the weeks he was the second highest whooping. So five of the, what, seven weeks he's been whooping people. He's also uh, got the league's fourth 300-point game. And as I said, he sits alone in first place. So, I mean, those things can't be denied. And, Derek, there you go. I'm sure you're going to have a hard time getting your head through your front door uh, now, but it is what it is. Next, uh, and on the other side of the spectrum, sitting across from me, you've got Farewell to Hope, which I would agree, John. You're one and six after uh, all of us picked you to be in the playoffs. And you've pretty much let us down. Uh, you, You dropped Kenneth Walker early in the season. Uh, and guess who picked him up for zero dollars while everybody else is spending 190 on the Paris Campbell. Uh, and also being on the receiving end of the whooping of the week twice. Yeesh. Uh, the next thing here to, to look at Rob as his epic descent has started after a miracle four and one start, I'm sorry, four and oh start. And after talking some serious, serious smack on the Chaos Group text line, only uh, to be diminished and lose three straight, and now falls into mediocrity, dealing with injuries. And to boot, I called the shot week seven and demolished him. And then the last thing, uh, just a quick note, really hasn't been any really bad beats yet. No one's really lost by point one on a fluke play or anything like that uh we were talking before the pod i think levi had uh just needed 18 points out of justin jefferson to beat me in week two and only gets 15 it's a bad beat but really hasn't been that that one that just makes it hard to sleep at night what do you guys think yeah you you touched a lot of the points that i wanted to get across uh one of the one of the things we wanted to say is like the the breakout from Amanda and Victoria's Secret. Like I've uh John and Brad predicted uh them to go to you know the playoffs, but like I I wasn't sold on it. That was something I was wrong about. But uh they've they've shown that they're a dominant force. Not quite as dominant as Derek, but uh a force to be reckoned with in the league and looks to be in the playoffs. So like I think Coming by like, first year in the league, that's something that's really impressive. Um, another thing uh, with the want to piggyback with Smack Talk, like um, it just sparked some good rivalries. You know, like uh, Rob versus Brad, that's a good rivalry. Uh, Rob versus Jason, uh, Rob versus Joey, like Rob that. Rob versus <laughs> just seemed like <laughs> <coughs> everything's going on with that. Like it's just a shame that the the biggest Smack Talkers have you know, have the worst teams. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, there haven't been too many, like, rough lo- uh, losses, but the 
the the standings race has been super tight. Like no one's truly out yet. I mean, the farewell to hope is is on the last legs, but you know they win this week, they're still in it. They still can't. They're only you know one or two games out of uh, sixth place. So even even then, it's not too bad. So everyone's trying to vie for for, for position. They're only really guaranteed. Like, I think uh, already shoe in for playoffs is the Houdinis. And then the the real race to look at is the whoop of the week. Like, so Amanda just got second whooping. Both losses have been <laughs> whoopings, basically. But, you know, the, that's it's going to be pretty embarrassing if the, she yeah. ends up with the most whooped by the end of the year. And then John also has two whoopings. So... We'll see how that race. We'll update you as you go uh, with the year. Uh, but that—that's really all I've wanted to touch. Uh, John, what do you think? Derek, would you be my hero? Would you? Would you start my players? Would you do it for me? Look, all right. I've heard you chirping all in the text line, and everything about me calling Derek Mr. Average. Look, I got a little poop on my face over it. I was wrong so far. But the thing about averages is we're going to take it throughout the whole season. Ooh. And this being the mid-season review, what better time to address it? Yes, Derek has four weapons. Crown them, you know. If that's what you want to do, crown them. But here's the thing. Who's to say that he doesn't go one and six the rest of the way like I did? You know, that's possible. It is a possibility. Is it likely? I don't know. I mean, Derek has a pretty good team, but – you know everybody coming out here. He's whooped you. He's whooped everybody. He's gonna whoop. He's gonna whoop me. <coughs> but look, so let's take it all. Take a breath. Derek's team has done well the first seven weeks of the season. Let's see how it plays out and see if I'm wrong. I'm willing to be wrong. I'll own it up to this point. I have been wrong that he's Mr. Average. But if he starts dropping turds week to week, guess what? That average is gonna come down, and he's gonna be right where I said he would be at the end of the season. But so far, congrats to Derek. Um, as far as we're throwing stones at each other, I've been whooped twice. I'm sitting across two people who've been whooped themselves. You know, I didn't hear them give a peep about that. You know, let's talk about. You know, let's bring it all in. Yeah, I have one more than than each of you. You know, that's not like I'm running away with it. Uh, but yeah, midseason, I feel like everybody still has a chance. Some less likely than others myself being in that category uh, i need a lot of good things to happen and i need a lot of bad things to happen to you guys so best of luck i hope everybody catches a fish and yeah keep doing what you're doing all right lady and Derek fanboys uh, let's jump into the cues this week but first off let's start off with this passive aggressive comment that lance left in the league after uh, he beat levi levi thanks for not believing in my team it seems when all podcasters go against me i win Typical Lance. We know how to beat Lance now. Yep. Indeed. Indeed. All right. Uh, so let's jump into the questions. Brad asks, has Derek overtaken Rob as the <coughs> excuse me, Chaos League prima donna? Second part, will Derek continue to dominate, or is he in for a valley after climbing to the top? Uh, short answer, yes to both. And let me explain. So here, the, the Mr. Average moniker that John has already addressed and I just need to, to, to better explain how averages work. Averages uh, are set off of a complete set of data. 
Okay, we have half the season, so we have half the data in. So that means we have another half of data that's not been evaluated yet. Therefore, coming back down from into the valley for, for Mr. Houdini uh, would indeed make him average uh, if the second half of the season uh, goes the other way. As far as him being a prima donna, again, yes. Uh, and and I'm, I just have to point to Rob sitting at 4-0, talking major smack on the group text line, his head as big as it could be, and what, look, a three-game slide, and he's on the podcast whining like a baby. So, Derek, three-game losing streak, you're in the same spot, buddy. Yeah, a lot of valid points there, Brad, but I, I there is a difference between the Steamers and the Houdinis. I mean, everyone saw everyone saw steamers collapse like he drafts all these players that are not going to last six weeks into the league his entire bench is on the ir fair so <coughs> but like i mean what can i say about the houdini's like he's got a good team like you got to concede that everyone sees it but like it's not a perfect team it's not a great team you know it's a probably gonna be favored to win most of his games but he's gonna have some more losses he's probably gonna need a buy but He's I, he's gonna have what I call Tony Romo in the playoffs, which he's gonna get that by and then lose to a, a seven and seven or eight and six team that barely got in, and it's gonna be and his whole season's gonna be a disappointment after that. Hear that, Derek? We're collecting data on you, data. But uh, congrats so far, though. Your team's been good. All right, uh, Ruby asks: uh, Is Derek's head getting too big? His neck might collapse from the weight of his ego. Uh, I think just answered it. All right, Jason from Newburgh asked, <coughs> "Excuse me, did the podcast moniker of Mister Average cause this terror Derek has wreaked on wrecked on the league thus far?" I, I I don't know that I can do any more talk about the Houdinis. I, I I'm I'm physically ill right now. As I'm sitting here right now, my stomach is gurgling. I feel like I'm going to puke all over my laptop and this microphone. I can't stand one more iota of praise or honor or dignity being heaped upon this big-headed punk. That's all I got, guys. Yeah, I, I don't know where all this interest is coming from Houdini's. Like, like every question so far has been about Houdini. Like, it sounds like you all love him or something, Like, but he's like nothing but a wet blanket at parties. I don't, I don't understand <laughs> what's going on here. You know, I like, uh, it's just like, I don't, I don't get it. Derek, do you see what you're doing to Brad? You see how you make him feel? You feel good about that? All right, moving on. Jeffrey asks, with the team you all deem Mr. Average, on pace to top the league by nearly 500 points and under 500 weekly picks other than Levi, how stupid do you think you look to the rest of the league? Brad, just take the microphone. Oh, I mean, look, I'll own it when I need to own it. And, John, you need to own it. We look stupid. Me and you. <laughs> Me and you look stupid, brother. I mean, way under 500 on our picks, Okay. You called Derek Mr. Average, and halfway through the season, that's looking like a stupid comment. 
But I but I'll keep saying it. It's the season's not over. Uh, yeah, I I forgot about that in the the mid-year review. My uh, amazing matchup record. <laughs> I picked so many good picks this year. Oh, look back. That's that's the most important. I can't believe I forgot that. Thank you. So humble. Yeah, I own it, but you look stupider to me. Um for whatever reason. All right, uh, we're going to take a little break for an ad real quick. Uh, come on uh, down to Sherman Scooter Shop. is running a sale on scooters with tassels. Come visit us anytime this week and take advantage of the low, low prices. Our store is located right across the street from Fairway to Hope, where he's at the bottom of the league. Just follow the string of losses. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, thanks for that, Scooter. All right, let's... Uh, Jump in. Oh, Dr. T sent in a question. All right. I uh, want to give props to where props are due. Derek's had a massive, Derek had a massive win this week, and he deserves recognition. He doesn't have much else going for him, so this fantasy win is all the more important. Not so much a question, but, you know, good to, good to know Dr. T's out there thinking about Derek. All right. Uh, his first question would be, at Brad's age, how did he qualify for Make a Wish program, and was the fantasy win worth it, Brad? That was absolutely worth it. Now, I don't have a whole lot going for me either, there, Kyle, and so I'll take any win I could get, virtual or otherwise. Uh, I don't, I don't have any problem living in uh, alternate realities and, and and collecting W's. I'll take them. Yeah, it's it's amazing to me he got into the program. It must have taken uh, so many it, so many uh, petitions. He probably jumped more deserving children. <laughs> um, but you know, it's it's good that somebody's looking out for Brad. Amen to that. <coughs> he followed up a little quick. Uh, did he know John Cena was probably available? I think he did know. All right, uh, I think that'll wrap it up for the cues this week. Uh, please send, keep sending them in. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks, guys. All right, Chaos Fantasy Dorks. Episode 8 is officially in the books. And it looks like Derek is about one win away from becoming an insufferable, obnoxious, narcissistic D-bag. But we're right smack dab in the middle of the season now, and this is where we start to separate the men and women from the boys and girl. And then there's Rob. So, as always, continue to leave your smart mouth comments and filthy smack talk on the Chaos Group text line. And we look forward to our next guest on the podcast as well. But in the meantime, set your lineup, work on that smack talk game, and remember, nobody cares about your crappy fantasy football team.